When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's season three, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and americanamusicmagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana music industry's super talented artists. In a world where titles and definitions seem to matter, Jed Fisher, known as Tennessee Jed, has carved another notch in the bluegrass belt with his own contribution. He calls it Pimpgrass. Jed and I have a chat about Pimpgrass and his music in this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Jed. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. How are you doing? Doing great. Good to get a chance to uh, catch up with you and talk to you about your music. You are uh, uh, in uh, North Carolina or or Tennessee? Well, I was born in Tennessee, but I currently live in Clayton, North Carolina, outside of Raleigh. Okay. All right. Um, and... Uh, You've got a, a, I presume it's a nickname, Tennessee Jed. Is that right? Um, yeah, it is. Um, I might as well just explain the, the story behind the name. I was going to um, ask you, so was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're kind of getting to that anyway. Uh, yeah, basically, um, I was born in Tennessee, and um, I've gone by the name Jed my whole life, Um you know, my real name's John, but uh, it's uh, okay. my parents squished my first name and my middle name together, which is um, actually my mom's maiden name, which is Edens, and uh, so I have a, a last name for a middle name. But, okay. Uh, anyway, they took the J from John and the ED from Edens and made Jet, and so uh, you know, a lot of people assume that with the Tennessee Jed name that uh, what I do is like a Grateful Dead tribute or something ah, like that. Ah, okay. But, okay. Um, uh, yeah, and so obviously, uh, you know, I, I kind of did borrow the name from them, and, and I definitely uh, uh, went through a phase where the Grateful Dead was pretty much all I listened to. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, I've expanded my palate since then, <laughs> but I still love the Dead, and so it's kind of a nod to that and sure uh, yeah you know i kind of figured it was sort of uh my birthright considering i was born there and jed was my nickname my whole life right right yeah well, that's cool good well i appreciate you explaining that that i i always love the little stories behind these uh these monikers and nicknames that uh people come up with because there's always a tie-in somewhere if we can just figure out what that is 
Right, right. But, but of course, now I've lived in North Carolina now for quite some time, and I've moved around a lot, and it's like uh, sometimes that can be a little confusing for people. I mean, you know, yeah. Tennessee Jed from <laughs> North Carolina, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Sure. So, so you've got. But I was originally from Tennessee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got a uh, your own brand of of uh, I guess we'll call it uh, grass or country grass or country soul or uh, where where did that uh, where did this interest in in playing music in in particular that style of music come from for you Tell me a little bit about your roots. Um, well, basically, I I kind of started out as like a, a hard rocker when I was okay. nine years old. A friend of the family convinced uh, my parents to get me an acoustic guitar. Well, I wanted an electric guitar, but, but I had to start out on the acoustic. Right, and, right, uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, but I was learning stuff like uh, the Scorpions and stuff like oh, that. Wow, uh, all right. You know, old uh, Black Sabbath and stuff like that, power chord stuff on the guitar. Sure, yeah. And all that. So, um, But I've gone through like pretty much a, a lot of musical phases. I was into the heavy music for a long time, and then um, when I was in high school, I got introduced to the Grateful Dead, and I kind of mellowed out a little bit then and uh, kind of went down a path where uh, I was... Uh, listening to some, you know, acoustic music and stuff and ended up joining a country band and uh this guy Jason Michael Carroll uh-huh. who, uh, he was he was famous for a minute there. Yeah, but, uh, sure. <laughs> any, anyway, uh and as a result of that I ended up moving out to Nashville, Tennessee and uh was living out there and working for a couple of years and uh, ended up kind of coming up with the idea for this weird fusion of music that uh, was going to be, uh, I wanted to use the acoustic instrumentation of, of bluegrass, which I had kind of discovered as a result of the dead and things like that crossed over by way of olden in the way. And, uh, you know, really got into that kind of thing. And so I wanted to sort of combine those sort of tones and, and, instrumental virtuosity uh-huh. with a little bit more of like a, a rock and roll sort of attitude yeah and uh, so i've been blending these styles for a while now and uh at some point uh a few years back i was hanging out with my buddy al al ingram who used to play bass for your mama's big fat booty band <laughs> and uh yeah. at, at the time he was in that band and uh he sort of coined the term soul country pimp grass to describe what I was doing. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I, yeah, I'm going to use that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I did, yeah. And so I ended up writing a song and, uh, we, uh, recently made that into a video and, uh, the, the name of that soul country pimp grass got shortened down into just pimp grass, which is the name of the album. Okay. So, so, so that's uh, loosely describing your style. Then I, I was going to ask you what pimp grass is. Is that explainable? It is. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, before I chose to use that as a branding term, I figured I'd better figure out how I was going to explain it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's basically just a combination of funk and soul music with bluegrass. Wow. Okay. So. Um, yeah, and I've, uh, I'm kind of blending a little bit of that R&B sort of thing in with 
bluegrass music on this particular project. You know, like I was saying, I had a bunch of influences I was blending with bluegrass already. Right. But on this particular one, uh, that kind of became the theme. And, you know, I already had the song Soul Country Pimp Grass, and, and I felt like that sort of set the theme for the whole project and uh, ended up adding a, a couple of soul covers into the mix and doing them up with the banjo and fiddle and yeah. stuff like that. Where do you find that this uh, that your style of music fits the most? Have you been able to kind of define uh, where your biggest audience is? Uh, well, it's uh, definitely uh, it's an Americana blend, mm-hmm. so uh, it, it's definitely geared towards that. But I would say um, the people that like my music most are the people that are into sort of the progressive jam grassy kind of stuff right, yeah. like leftover salmon and yeah. uh, bands like that and um do you but have... I, try, I try to incorporate a lot of traditional stuff in as well though so okay kind of yeah swing back and forth a little so so you you do have a a, a version of your show where you you kind of hit on some of the more uh contemporary styles as well Oh, absolutely. I mean, my show is pretty much a mix of all of them, um, but it will swing kind of back and forth. One song might be really sort of traditional sounding, and then another song might be totally funked out or something. And then, uh, it, but I've got a healthy uh, repertoire of stuff that's sort of somewhere in the middle that blends them together as well. So, um, as far as my live show goes, though, I, uh, I've been performing solo a bunch lately uh, just because, you know, it's a lot easier and, and cheaper to travel around right. solo. But uh, but I've been putting together a slightly larger ensemble, and uh, at different points in the past, I've traveled with the full band as well. Um, but I'm looking forward to uh, playing. I've been doing this Tennessee Jed and Friends kind of mix a lot lately where i have uh it'll be myself and uh maybe one or two other core people that uh like my buddy al al i was telling you about is playing with me some right now and uh and uh my buddy jason ellis has been playing keys with me um but then we'll uh incorporate uh other special guests and stuff Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so doing the and friends moniker kind of yeah uh you know leaves it open-ended that way now I, I noticed in uh, I, I guess it was on your website that you've got a pretty good A list of folks that you've played with in the past. Is that uh, played with as in their band or or been able to to uh, be on the same stage with? How how have you been able to uh, work with some of those folks? What does that look like for you in your in your travels? Um, for for most of that, uh, those are a lot of people that I've been fortunate enough to record with. Um, like for instance, on this last record, I've got it's an all-star band basically, but uh, of bluegrass folks that um, are all heavily involved with other bands. So obviously, I, I can't uh, lock them down to tour with this right, yeah. all-star band because they're all very busy. Um, but you know, I've got you know about seven or eight folks on this new record. And uh, I had uh, another album called Barn Burner that came out a few years back when I was living in Nashville, and that one had 30 guests on it. Wow, so, okay. Like, yeah, and, 
And that's sort of the thing that I like to do as a singer-songwriter when I go into the studio. I like to kind of uh, bring in the best of all the, the folks that I know. Yeah. And uh, put it together that way. <laughs> so the the new record uh, that we just spoke of, uh, Pimpgrass, um, just out yeah. pretty recently, right? Yeah, on uh, March 1st. Yeah, okay. So real recent then, yeah. yeah. Um, the yeah. material on there, uh, uh, some original, all original? What? what um, uh, are there some on there that you've It's all written? original. There's two songs on there that are cover tunes. There's a, a Prince cover, and uh, there's an Isley Brothers cover on okay. there. But the rest of it's all um, written by me. There's a, a couple of songs on there that my... My roommate Phil Bates helped uh, contribute some lyrics. Okay. To. How how do you sit uh, down to, to me. how how do you sit down to write a pimp grass song? <laughs> well, um, it's funny that you say that because the the whole pimp grass thing, like I was saying, it was something I kind of stumbled into. I didn't even uh, come up with the phrase myself, um, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of let let the songs be whatever they're going to be, right. and uh, I, I kind of already I I hear the arrangements in my head when I'm writing them, and you know they they all mostly have like a bluegrass sort of slant to them. Uh-huh. But um, but I, I'll start with like either a, a lyrical idea or uh, maybe a hook on the guitar or something. If I'm noodling around, I'll come up with something. And I figure pretty much once I have a good instrumental hook to go with a good uh, vocal and or lyric hook, then it's worth messing with. Right. And uh, I'll just sit down at that point and uh, try to hammer out the idea. But I I typically don't try to force my songs into a particular genre. Okay. um, Which sometimes can be to my detriment, I know, because my writing style is all over the place. But... uh, (laughs) I, I would like to think that, though, with, with the Pimpgrass record in particular, with, with all the players on it and stuff, and the way uh, Scott Vessel and I uh, produced it, that it's got a cohesive sort of sound to it, and it's a little bit more focused than some of my earlier stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, in the notes I read where uh, it, it mentioned that you have a fourth and fifth on the way is that referring to this current one and one more or do you have two more already in the works actually i had already finished an ep that uh is sort of sitting in the can um that i I ended up recording out in the arizona desert um, with my solar powered uh generator oh really um, yeah my computer out there and set up in a dry creek bed in uh, the Agua Fria National Monument, which huh. is a little bit north of Phoenix. And I uh, set up at camped out there, left all my stuff set up, and uh, uh, recorded this little EP. But then what ended up happening was I got the opportunity to uh, record Pimpgrass with Scott Vistel. And so I decided at that point I was going to go ahead and do that instead and kind of put uh, this other project on the back burner. But it's going to be coming out here soon. I don't really have a, a time frame on it. Yeah. Yet, so. Okay. So, so that would be the the fifth one that we that we spoke of in the notes. Then, so the, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, um, 
you you is is this a full time thing for you, or do you do you get the opportunity to play music full time, or do you have some other things that you dabble in? Uh, this is pretty much all I'm doing right now. I mean, uh, you know, I try to make money, you know, when I'm home, but uh, you know, just doing little side projects sure. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, music is my main thing. So. And uh, we talked earlier that, that uh, you're actually, of course, we're we're recording this uh, early March, and and um, Merlefest, as many folks know, is a pretty big event, at least here on the East Coast. Some people call it one of the the largest Americana festivals in the country. And uh, you're going to get a chance to to play there this year. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I'm stoked about that. That's been a, a career goal for me for quite a while. Yeah. So what what kind of show will people be able to experience from you at, at Merlefest? What what will you what will be the 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 nature of of your performance there? Well, there it's going to be uh, pretty much a Tennessee Jed and Friends kind of uh, mm-hmm. performance. I'm going to be having a couple of special guests there, but I don't necessarily want to name any names sure. just yet because okay. they haven't finished all of the stage schedule stuff there right. from Merle Fest right. yet and it kind of depends on if you know th- there's a lot going on there at once they've got 13 stages going oh, yeah. on for four days sure, so, yeah. um there's the, always the potential for scheduling conflicts right you know right. it used to drive me crazy going just to listen right but course, uh now yeah. I have to worry as <laughs> one of my other uh players going to be playing already with their act right yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, you had mentioned earlier that you that you also do solo gigs, but so it sounds like that this is going to be more of a uh, a band focus uh, once you get to the performance. It, it is. Um, I've been doing the solo thing for a while, but I'm really trying to uh, make it more of a band style thing on the regular, uh, just because I feel like that the music on this album in particular really kind of needs the band just yeah there's a lot of instrumental stuff going on and uh so i'm probably my plan is to to do a trio that's sort of expandable yeah okay okay cool and so what you um what's on the road look like for you or are you out now or ready to go out where are some of the areas maybe folks could catch you throughout the spring and summer this year um, well, I'm right the second I'm in North Carolina. Um, I have just a little bit of dead time now while I'm, you know, really trying to push the, the album on social media and stuff like that. Sure. I do have a show coming up at the Cat's Cradle on uh, March the 24th, okay. which I don't know if this will be out by then or not. But uh, anyway, that's in uh, Carborough, North Carolina, uh-huh. in Chapel Hill. Um there's obviously Merle Fest. I kind of do the southeast from North Carolina, and then I've got another home base up in Vermont. And okay. uh, I've been playing around a little bit up there in the northeast as well, a little bit up in Portland, Maine, and some in upstate New York, and places like that, working on some things there in uh, New York City, and trying to you know sort of connect the dots as far as the yeah, touring goes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, we've been talking to Tennessee Jed. The um, album is Pimpgrass. Jed, where can folks get in touch with you? They want to go check out the record. They want to listen to a couple tunes. Maybe they want to buy it from you. What's the best way to do all that? 
the best way to do all that is to go to my official website, which is www.tnjed.net. Okay. That's the abbreviation for Tennessee, jed.net. And uh, there you can actually stream all my stuff for free. Um, it's also available for download. Um, it's available on all of the main streaming platforms. Yep. Okay. You know, like Spotify and Apple Music and all that. And uh, I've got a, a Bandcamp page and a SoundCloud page. Yep. It's okay. basically everywhere. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we certainly wish you the best, and uh, I'll personally look forward to getting a chance to catch up with you real quick at Merle Fest, and uh, we appreciate the time and enjoy talking to you. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.